You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, good afternoon to you today. Great to be chatting with you. <laughs> good to talk to you too, Richard. How are you doing? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Mm-hmm. I thought I would share with you... Uh, some recent Andy words. Now, <laughs> I uh, love Andy words. I'm already uh, feeling happy. <laughs> I know. We've, we've done this a while ago. Some of our listeners might not know this. And, and uh, I have been keeping lookout. But basically, I have a teenage son or two teenage sons, and they have a bit of interesting language, which I have struggled to understand. And uh, <laughs> I'm wanting to share that with, with you, Joe, and the listeners to see if you know what these words mean. Now, <sighs> some, of them Sounds are, good. some of them I hear quite a lot. Others... I, they just tell me these are words that you know I should know about. So I'll, I'll get just get through a couple. Okay. Now this one I heard just recently. Um, clapped. What does clapped. it mean? Oh. Um, the context was a, a a sporting team was clapped. Oh, I mean, there's clapped out something that's looking like derelict, but I don't think it's that. So maybe I don't know. Like a is it is it ironic? Like uh. they're not very good. <laughs> It's that they were defeated badly. So uh, another <laughs> team on the weekend, and he looked at the score and said, "Ah, oh, they were absolutely clapped," and that means they were. <laughs> oh my okay. goodness! The youth of today—they're taking yeah. a word that means not that to be. That is hilarious. Okay, okay, now, next one. I'm ready. If you were to hear a teenager go, "Sue," do you know what that means? Oh, is this? I've heard of this, but I don't know what it means because it's to do with. The yeah. boys who wear bum bags and Adidas clothes. Do I you know don't what know what about? that's about. No. Oh, it's a it's a particular kind of. Oh, we could be getting confused here. This culture. is not. You, okay, tell me not, what you think it is. So it's, you spell it S I S I U U U U U. And it's to do with soccer. It is to do with soccer. Yes. Yeah. This is a, a particular goal celebration around uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who plays for Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a particular gesture. So if you hear the word sue, someone is celebrating a sporting victory. Yeah. And I think people who, like, there's also this subculture down in Sydney that's Eshe. Is that, is it? Yes, there is a subculture called Eshe. Do they say this? I think they do. I don't know. This Mm -hmm. is pooled ignorant. We're we're both ignorant on this one. We're both (laughs) deeply ignorant. I always find it very hard to explain Eshe. Sue. That's it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Here's another one. few more sporting ones okay. um if somebody clutched during a game what would that mean oh they went up a gear like they kind of got better yes they well, <gasps> particularly they played very well and kind of won the game so they clutched. oh like in a clutch moment yeah. they like really they pulled out but, a, a good a good play okay yeah. oh, i mean that makes sense i like that i could use that i could use that um, what if someone <laughs> was what if someone was throwing during a game they were deliberately losing uh, actually, not not deliberately using, just losing. Yeah. Oh no! So the meaning has shifted. Uh, so there was maybe they're starting to win, they're doing well, but then they started losing, and you'd say, "I'm throwing, I'm throwing." Oh no! That that would be a very much a big cross cultural thing going on with different generations. <laughs> a youth child could be saying, "I'm throwing," and be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, I've got another one. Mid. If something is mid. What, what are we saying about it? Oh, it's like okay? Uh, no, a bit negative, actually. Not good. Um, <laughs> disappointing. If you say, oh, that was pretty mid, uh, disappointing. 
Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. And uh, based. If something was based, B-A-S-E-D. Not like based as in like you based in No, not turkey basting in the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What, what that guy did was based. You know, what does that mean? Oh. Oh, yeah, you really lost me now. <laughs> I don't know. Well, apparently it's good. It's, it's, doing, it's good. For example, doing something else that no one else would say. So stepping up to the moment in an honourable way. Oh, say it again. Based. So, yeah, stepping up, uh, saying something that no one else would say, being noble in the moment. Yeah, it's a good thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, okay so I... we'll, 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 we'll stop it there. Uh, you did you yeah. know, satisfactorily, I think, Joe. I, got, I mean, I got one out of six, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little, I'm confused by the youth of today. That's the summary. <laughs> yes, it is a bit confusing. So we've looked at uh, clapped, sue, clutching, throw, mid and based. So there, there's your Andy the words. Throw, the throw, I, I just would be that person who corrects. I would say, <laughs> I'm sorry, young woman, young man. That's not the way that word is used. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd be yeah. that woman. <laughs> that's oh, that's, that's fun. fun. So, uh, yep, now that's my little stories. So, Joe, um, what have you been up to? Tell us your stories. <laughs> well, I went and did something I don't usually get to do, Richard, which is to go see a stage show at the Sydney Theatre Company in Sydney. Um, oh, wow. Yes, yes. Uh, I felt very highbrow. Let's be honest, <laughs> I did. I dressed up. My mum and my sister and I went out for this lovely occasion. And I went and saw a show with Sigrid Thornton in it. That's oh, really? basically why I went to go because I yeah. recognised her name and I thought, wow, she's super famous. I'll go. She is. Um, so the, the stage show was called The Lifespan of a Fact mm. and it had been a Broadway show that Daniel Radcliffe had been in. And so it's this show that I'm sure theatre goers would have recognised but I was coming to at a vet, like I had no idea what I was going to be watching. Yeah. It turned out to be, it was only short, 75 minutes, which was perfect. And it, the whole thing had only three characters in it. Mm -hmm. um, an editor, a publisher of, an, of a magazine, the fact checker, so this young intern fact checker, mm -hmm. and the author of um, <laughs> what he maintained was not an article but an essay. And so right. it was just this, it was hilarious because uh, you had these different characters that were quite, they were engaging characters. But the whole question was, what is fact and what is not fact? And what can you publish? Um, and what will be taken as fact once you publish it when it shouldn't be? Mm. And um, so what essentially what liberties can an artist take in drawing, write, like writing something? Um, mm. And it was fascinating because at the end of the, um, the show, you were left with this question, should you publish the article or not? Was it sufficiently true to, to yeah. publish or not? Yeah. And the fact-checking character, the, the young intern, Jim, was played by this excellent actor, Charles Wu. He did such a great job. Mm. But what was actually the most fascinating, Richard, was thinking about Hebrew poetry and thinking oh, yeah. about Hebrew writing in the Bible. Mm. I was much more open to the idea that this author could write something poetic and beautiful that might not necessarily be 100% absolutely on the dollar, mm. correct, down the yeah. line, territory. Anyway, it was just, it, it yielded such interesting conversation with my mum and my sister and I really, oh, cool. got, it got me thinking about the nature of writing. Yeah, and it was great. just really fun. Yeah, great. Hmm. 
Um, and uh, were you like close to the actors? Did you feel like really in the presence? That uh, sort of stage not particularly. To be close, mm. you would have probably had to have a subscription. We definitely got high up seats. Yeah, they were good seats, but not close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also had this awful. Mo- I got a tickle in my throat. I don't know if I've ever had a tickle in my throat, but I genuinely had a tickle in my oh, throat. No. It was very awkward, but. I didn't, you know, I just got through that with my speech pathology methods of managing your throat and then moved on. Oh, but well done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> and so did you, like, go out for a, a coffee afterwards and talk oh, later well, to the night? And... It, was quite, it was quite early, so we went out, out for dinner. It was lovely at, yeah. at the Langaloo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It Great. was quite so, uh, Live theatre mm. is alive and well. Yeah, there's stuff to get out of it. Yeah. Um, I think I'd do it again. Yeah, great. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, and we've talked it, a lot about our hobbies. We should talk about the have, Bible. We've budgeted a bit of time there. Been fascinating. <laughs> but um, Bible reading. What have you yes. been up reading the Bible? Yes, Nehemiah 1. Oh, really? So oh, good. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who's not familiar with Nehemiah, we're deep into the history of the Israelites. They have been in exile and we meet um, under the Babylonians and now the Persians are in control. Yes. Um, Nehemiah is in Susa, which is the capital of, is it capital of Persia or Media? Uh, I think Persia. I think so too, yeah. Anyway, so we meet Nehemiah and the thing I love about Nehemiah is that he says this amazing prayer, which I just love the start of it, so I thought I'd just read that. Yeah. So Nehemiah 1 um, verse 5, this is what he says. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I'll just read verse 4 as a context. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept. I mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of heaven, and I said, Yahweh, the God of heaven, the great and awe-inspiring God, who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commands, let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to hear your servant's prayer, that I now pray to you day and night for your servants, the Israelites. I confess the sins we've committed against you. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We've acted corruptly towards you and have not kept the commands, statutes, and ordinances you gave your servant Moses. Please remember, and it continues on. Yeah. And it's just this beautiful confession, intercession, prayer. Um, But what I loved about it was the start. Yahweh, God of heaven, the great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant. It's just such a lovely start. And God is inspiring, awe-inspiring. He is the God of heaven. Mm. He is great. And he does keep his gracious covenant yeah. with those who love him and keep his commands and um, and crying out to that God to be to lending his ear to our prayer. I just mm. I love the start of it. It made me think about how I want to pray more like that um, to God, remembering who yeah. he is. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and remembering his um, uh, his transcendence, his yes. um, bigness, but then there's also that connection with his creation or his people. That covenant mm, mm, of love, mm. and um, and that it's on the basis of who God is that I cry out for His His listening ear. And I thought, okay, so we've got Nehemiah. What? How does this prayer shaped by knowing Jesus now? And I just thought, well, I would be yeah. praying to the same God, the Father, and I would mention in there, and the one who sent Jesus, who is my Savior, for all the times I don't keep your commands and mm. for all the times in. Um, just bringing mm. that in as well. Just And um, I just was really encouraged by the model of Nehemiah's prayer. He's absolutely uh, repentant 
for himself, like himself, and on behalf yeah. of the people. Um, but it's on the back. He cries out with. It seems confident. Um, you know, they've absolutely turned away from God yeah. and absolutely disobeyed. But he comes to him, comes to God with great confidence in God's character and God's power. So, how does this um, embolden or encourage you in your prayers? Do you think, Joe? Oh, I think I was just talking with someone this morning about those times when we have mixed motives for ministry. And she made a comment about having to manage mm-hmm. some mixed motives. And I was thinking in my head, I didn't get a chance to yeah. say it to it because the conversation moved on and her child was with us, so it was a bit distracted. But afterwards, um, I was thinking about this passage mm-hmm. and thinking about that. And I thought, oh, when I know I'm having mixed motives, when I'm wanting the praise of men rather than the praise of God, and that's just um, I'm losing focus, this is how I want to pray about that. So I just pray about it that way. Mm. I was like, hey, God, you are God of heaven. You're the one who keeps promises. You're the one who's at work in your people. You sent Jesus, your son. Mm. Please listen to me when I say I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> don't want to do this. Um, yeah, help me to have better motives and help me to, like, redirect my heart essentially. And so, yeah, I think yeah. it was really helpful to just realize that whenever we have to say sorry to God, we can go to him on the base of his character. Oh, that's great. So mm. to be reading the Bible, picking up Nehemiah and then mm. getting some real encouragement in prayer just as yeah. uh, Nehemiah prays. Yeah, yeah and awesome. you're not expecting it because it's such an interesting book in terms of the history of people, the people of Israel. But, yeah, there's another prayer in Ezra just before that that's also really good. So if you're looking for an interesting prayer, go there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a rhyme for everyone. <laughs> anyway, uh, what about you, mate? What have you been reading? Well, I've, um, yeah, while I was... Uh, um, away, I've uh, finished a book called um, "Against Liberal Theology: Putting the Brakes mm. on Progressive Christianity." Yes, and uh, that is a a book that I came up. I think I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, came up on my Facebook page as Facebook feed <laughs> as something recommended, and it had a really nice title. So, like a forest with two paths, and there's like oh. a path you would go one way and another way. Um, I'll just take my money. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was hooked in, um, and. Uh, but it is a topic I've in, I'm interested in. I've always felt a little bit undercooked on um, what is liberal theology. And mm. I've always had this awareness that I should know more because there's probably a natural drift that mm. we, we, we drift away. And, and the subtitle, Putting the Brakes on Progressive Christianity, is, is a way of saying oh, whatever gets called progressive Christianity, that, that could be heading towards liberal theology. Um, mm. It's written by... Uh, um, Roger Olson, who's a theology pre- professor in the States. I don't know much about him, but just recently written uh, the book. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was quite clear, very helpful, and saying um, this is what Christianity, liberal Christianity is. This is what um, where, where it sort of come from, a few main, main authors in different mm-hmm. centuries, particularly in, in the, 18th, no, no, the 19th century in Germany. Apparently around then, uh, Germany was really cool, and if you were a cool theology kind of person you would go to germany and learn stuff there and then bring it back to seminaries right. and colleges in your west uh, in your country and it would the ideas would filter down from there so um that was a, a thing that i learned mm. um but um yeah i think so i'll share i'll share just two points i think so um early on in the book he talks about what the main authority of liberal christianity is mm-hmm. and um the quote here is liberal Christianity's main authority for belief is, in air quotes, the modern consensus by which another author, Brown, means contemporary reason, sensory experience, intuition, praxis, and not the Bible. Mm. Now, that, that's kind of fundamental. And I thought 
actually that's really helpful, even though, uh, because any time we think, well, surely this on this particular issue, the, the modern world is, is correct and theology must kind of adapt or change or evolve or grow uh, to conform to the modern consensus on this topic, whether it's mm-hmm. gender, gender or sexuality or um, in, in, whatever it might be. So I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's helpful to point out. And, um, yeah, we need to stick to the Bible. Um, and then uh, the other thing I got was um, just some really good chapters on um, what's, this, what's their position on, uh, on God, on Christ, on salvation, the future. And um, each point, um, things are a little bit just um, watered down. Or Jesus isn't maybe fully God. He's like a, a very inspirational person. Mm. Um, and uh, the author just sort of yeah read various people and then just made good points why, why this was wrong. So, for yeah. example, if our Jesus is a really inspiring human uh, who's got a g- close connection with God and really in tune there, um, is that is that Jesus really worthy of worship, or is is he just setting a great example? Mm. And if you're not worshiping Jesus, can you really consider yourself a Christian? So, um, I yeah, I found it uh, yeah found it good. Um, got me thinking, got me sort of recommitted to biblical Christianity. Mm. And um, that's, that's, that's my thoughts, Joe. <laughs> mm. I guess as you were talking, I was thinking these are very serious errors to have, to be, to be getting wrong in the Christian faith. Did the book, mm. was the book mm. quite alarmed? Like was it, was it pushing for a, to, to take this conversation yeah. And, and have a fight about it because <laughs> it, it feels yeah, like this is something we want to be these really are, these are people yeah yeah he, he was saying these these are people who are um intelligent nice people who identify as christians who use all the christian language of bible faith jesus mm. lord salvation mm. heaven but they always they nearly always mean something slightly different to that and mm. to, to what we would normally mean uh, what, what the bible mm. means and so um, he's saying, look, they, they really should. This is a different sort of religion. Yeah. Uh, this is about a, something else entirely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not maybe not alarmist, but like let's be very clear and let's not yeah. go down this path ourselves. So for him, when he so, says um, putting yeah, the brakes right. on progressive Christianity, he's saying see this as the wrong teaching it oh, is. Yeah, he's That's saying, how we're putting the brakes on. Yeah. So if you want to experiment with the idea of the Bible maybe not being the ultimate authority, but really balancing mm. that with modern insights and consensus, just be wary where you're going there. Or if you want to really emphasize just how close God is with us, that he's right alongside us, he's, he's, he's with us, he's one of us, just make sure you also at the same time speak about his transcendence and uh, holiness and majesty. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, we're not going down that same path. So I don't, it's not one of these, mm. um, may not be the most oh, spiritually well, encouraging, um, warm feeling thing, but I, yeah, I, I, I love being clear, <laughs> I love thinking clearly, I love being equipped. Yeah. So um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Put, uh, yeah against liberal good. theology. Well, we are out of time. We have, uh, <laughs> we are. I, I definitely think that's worth having a read of that book, Richard. I think it sounds really good. Um, I will have to add it to my long list. Yeah, thanks, Joe. (laughs) Uh, But we're out of time. 
Thanks for talking about uh, Annie's <laughs> words with me. I, I did put in a request a little while ago, so I was glad to have another episode of that. <laughs> and um, good to talk, Nehemiah. And, good, yeah, uh, good to hear about your theatre experience, Nehemiah 1, mm. and um, some theology reading. Mm. Awesome. Well, that's all we have time for. We will talk next week. Look forward to it, Joe. Okay, see ya. Bye.